Peeps and Coffee podcast. Playback begins in three, two, one. Well, I'm not an expert. I'm not an authority. I'm someone who has been a murderer for almost 20 years. Can you say how many people might be doing crimes like you were doing? It would be a guess, but it's not. It's far more than 35. It isn't that impossible in this society. It happens. Are there more people? They didn't give up. He, she didn't give up. I did. I came in out of the cold. And what I'm saying is there are some people who prefer it in the cold. Coming in your ears. Hey guys, welcome to Crimes, Groups and Coffee. I'm Charlotte and with us today we have the black t-shirted Nick. Is that all I get? You, that's <laughs> all you get because you don't need a confidence boost. Black t-shirt. She hasn't mentioned, mentioned you're not wearing trousers. Hello. Yeah, yeah, there's no trousers involved. No, I'm not wearing trousers. Yay. And then we have the brightly coloured Stephanie. Hello. Who's just finished working on a film. We have. She has, yeah. She's actually with us this week, guys. I She's am. not duct taped mouth in the corner what's, what's the film this you've been working on it's called Pennywort. it's about um the struggles of a autistic lady who uses art as a channel uh, to channel her emotions so it was really good really good was cold that, but good was there much makeup involved in it yeah like so i was head of department so i literally was um designed and made up the whole entire cast uh, for their endeavours and we had one lady who I had to dye her hair for which obviously I am bright on that and yeah it was fun it was really good I had a lot to do it was fun yes and we've also got my cousin today I am wearing trousers I am wearing tra- I'm wearing shorts I'm wearing nothing and my cousin's wearing that being appropriate my cousin is a is, her name is Katie or Catherine Katie and, and she is a what are you Katie a lady a lady. A real lady. A lady. What, what sure. is your, your job description? Uh, biomedical scientist. Where, and where do you work? Uh, at a hospital. Oh, stop being pedantic. In Norwich. In Norwich. Which Norwich. hospital in Norwich? Uh, the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital, which is anyone really going to know where that yeah, is? Yeah, fine. No, it's nice to have a bit You're of You're kind of triangulating her position, and now she's just going to have some random podcast oh, listener knocking on the door going, I know who you are! That was painful <laughs> to get that. So what, what do you do? In infectious your di- diseases. Infectious diseases. Diagnose infectious diseases. And you also help to predict which infectious diseases are going to... No? No, I don't do that. No. I thought you did. With no. influenza. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We just detect it. Oh, right. Okay. Diagnose She's a detective it. of the science kind. Yeah, I'm a science detective. Very cute. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So today, oh no, it was your intro, Charlotte. It so was my intro, intro, yeah, and you guys heard a bit of Edmund Kemper, who yeah. has recently shot to fame again because of Mindhunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bit of John Douglas thrown in, as every episode should have. Absolutely, um, it was inevitable. <laughs> but yeah, this one was him talking about how many serial killers he, in 1984, I think it was, he thought was in the United States at that time. Yes. Which was definitely over 35, but he's no professional. He's just been mm. in the business for 20 I've years. Got, yeah. I mean, he did stay there. I, I said in, in a couple of back, weeks back we should never glorify serial killers, but I've got a bit of a soft spot for Ed Kim, Kemper, even though he did cut people's heads off and have sex with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, sex with the heads? Or? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially yeah. his mother. That was his What, f- the whole mm. where he'd chop the head off in the neck? or 
I, a bit of both. A bit of both. A bit of both. Every he hole's was... a goal, I think, in that case. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that's a life lesson, isn't it? Yeah. But no, I'd, I I'd sort of, I think I'd get on with Ed Kemper if I sat down. He's the kind of person that you'd want to have a drink and a, a chat. Well, Which if you're a, lot a woman, of the police I wouldn't if did. you're a woman. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about him. I mean, he is a psychopath, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he Are did you only a bit partial things. to him because of the guy that plays him on Mind? Like no, I've, I've watched interviews with him before, and he just, he just apart from cutting people's heads off and having <laughs> sex with them, he just, he just seems quite agreeable. And I'd agree with yeah, this agreeable. chap. He's a talkable. He's he's very vocal, isn't he? Yes. He is. Have he you never heard of Ed Kemper before? No, he's he's. No. He's still alive. Still going. Mm. He looks. He's a librarian at the, ple- uh, the well, police. He, library, he didn't the get prison the death library. penalty. He did no, get the death penalty, oh, he? but he's just not been carried out because yeah. they changed the law not soon, not long after he got the death penalty. There you go. So yes. He works in the prison library now, doesn't he? He does yes, indeed. He does. Yeah. In charge of his books. And know. if you don't return them on time, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to get <laughs> So today, Charlotte's got a story. I think they're both because Katie's a chemical... No, not chemical. She's vi- a chemical. Virus lady. Yes? Yeah, virus yeah. and bacteria. Virus. We don't discriminate here. Who are, yes. <laughs> it's a free uh, space <laughs> for all organisms. So I think both the stories... Point of political... Personal poli- point of politicalness. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> you said that wrong. Oh, what is it then? Personal, what is it? Personal point of privilege? Then? Oh, that's it. Privilege, Personal point is definitely privilege in the word. It's point. too loud. It's too loud. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> um, so, yes, both the stories today are, are disease-based, yes. I think, aren't they? Yes, they are indeed. So do you want to do you want to grab the candle and bang on? I was waiting for the line. Can't start my story without that line. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about Daryl Rowe. And have any of you heard of him? No, not at all. You have you you Nikki. I know you have because we've watched a documentary on it. Have we? I can't remember yeah. what happened last week. Obviously enthralled. Yeah, <laughs> yes. he's had a little bit of a sleep since then, wow. <laughs> and a bit of alcohol in between. <clears throat> but in November two thousand and sixteen, Daryl was the first man in the in UK criminal history to be sentenced to a minimum of twelve years jail time for deliberately trying to infect ten men with HIV. He was the first to be found guilty of inter- inter- I put right my notes say internationally no intentionally setting out to spread the virus. Rowe had been in care since he was born in 1990 in Scotland. He was placed into foster care at the age of 8. His foster parents Jackie and Harry say that he was a very loving child and was slightly desperate to be loved. Mm. Rowe was the one to ask them if he could call them mum and dad. To which they, of course, said yes. Daryl was a sociable person with many friends, and he loved hanging out with his friends. That was his thing, being loved by his friends. Yeah, a social butterfly. Yeah. His foster parents state there was no excuses in his childhood for his current behaviour. When Daryl came to them, his foster mother Jackie says that Daryl had scars all over his body from where he'd been hurt by previous homes. And Daryl had repressed a lot of the memories of those homes, but the one thing he could remember was that tea or boiling water ha- had been thrown over him oh. by a foster parent. Mm-hmm. Roe came out at the age of 15, which was the same year he had his first sexual experience. He left school after taking his GCSEs and trained as a hairdresser in college. 
As he grew up, he became very passionate about his body and how he looked. He struggled with anxiety and panic attacks, and he managed them through medication. Oh, we've got a bit of jazz hands going on. <laughs> At 18, he became a vegetarian because he believed that it was good for his body, and then a few years later, he became a vegan. Oh, dear. Before anyone gets on at me for stating that's why vegetarians become vegetarians, that's not my opinion, that's his statement, okay? Wait, sorry, say that again. Because I know that some vegetarians are like, oh, I become vegetarian because of how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. Some vegetarians also state that it's good for their body, they don't want to put meat into it. Yeah. And it's, that's different different reasons for different people. Yeah, I'd like to say it's different reasons. Yeah, um, but that's... No, I mean, is, is being a vegetarian good for your body? Well, having vegetables is good for your body. Hitler yeah. was a vegetarian. Has its merits. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, so is Hitler. Yeah. Share that in common with Hitler. Okay, Yay. we've had three Hitlers. Are we good? One yes. more? Do you want to get it any more? I haven't right. said Hitler. I've, I've only mentioned Was Hitler, Hitler a vegan? No, a vegetarian. Mm, sensible. But, so, nobody come at me because they were his words. That's okay. not my opinion. Okay. But do you think maybe you've offended the meat eaters now? No, I'm a meat eater. Okay. <laughs> I love to meet a bacon. Okay. Bringing home the bacon. I didn't drink and he didn't sm- smoke and spoke about this in his one and only YouTube video. Ooh, okay. So, I have actually found his YouTube page. No way! It's always good when they have a YouTube page. Not a MySpace page. <laughs> no. So, this is his YouTube page. <coughs> oh, is that him? 145 subscribers. 145 subscribers. No, no I'm not. Why haven't, why haven't you subscribed? Because, no. And this is his video. <laughs> Coco White Spam. Ayo. I'm, not gonna sh- I'm obviously not going to show all of this, just a little bit so you can hear what his voice is like. But I want to hear his views on life. Everything. Everything. Hi, guys. This is my first attempt to making my YouTube video. Um, I'm vegan. I'm very passionate about treating my body well. You are what you eat. Um, And there's many things that I do that many people might think that, oh, that's weird, that's not, not right. I don't drink, I don't smoke, don't do anything like that. Um... And one of the things that I love is coconut oil. And I use it as a body moisturizer, face moisturizer. I even use it sometimes to wash my face when it's when my face is feeling a little bit kind of overwhelmed by maybe some products that I'm using. Um, and I also use coconut oil to eat. It's very good for your immune system, um, a lot of amino acids. And I also use it for oil pooling, which if you've not heard anything about, is you basically use it as a mouthwash for 20 minutes and it's supposed to draw out all of the toxins from your mouth and from your body and to detox that's where I'm going to leave that one. Okay. Right, so we've established that man stinks of coconut. <laughs> yeah, he likes a bit of coconut. How do you keep it in your mouth for 20 minutes? That's I don't quite know. Impressive. That's, I, I hate but coconut anyway. That has something to do in a minute with what he has. Okay? He's going to fuck what? a coconut? So, <laughs> you are what you eat. You are what you eat. 
Mm. It was just days before this video came out that he had been diagnosed with HIV himself. Okay. And planned on keeping it a secret from his family. He was taking, I'm going to say this wrong, antiretroviral therapy drugs. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That, if taken regularly, can stop the virus being passed on to others. But instead, he decided to drink his own urine mixed with coconut oil. Oh. What's with the coconut oil? <clears throat> well, it's got such healing properties. I mean, is that's going to get that HIV right out of the body. Is it a nut? Is it fruit or a nut? It's a fruit. Is it? You know it's not a nut because Charlotte won't have an anaphylactic reaction to yeah. it if she manages mm. it. Good to know. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like all my vegan friends, though, like they, they all rave about coconut oil. Coconut oil, it, cooking with it is really nice. Like yeah. We've had things that are cooked in coconut oil and mm. it's really, really nice, but I don't think I would... Mix it with my urine and drink it. No. I haven't got my phone. So. I was going to. What, are you going to show us a video of you no, drinking your urine mixed with some? I was going to see what. Uh, is that my phone up there, actually? No, it's mine. I was going to see what too much coconut does to the human body. <laughs> Makes you hairy on the outside and milky in the middle. <clears throat> I'd imagine you don't shit very much. No. Having a but he'd quite oily. This, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd found this cure. Mm-hmm. For HIV on the internet, which yep. let's be honest, guys, I don't believe everything you read on the internet. No, well, this one sounds good. It does. <laughs> it sounds like it's got oh, plausible. So, so piss and coconut oil was his cure. Yeah, oh. instead of the actual oh. drugs that help. Katie, is that an establishment thing uh, well, to prescribe piss and coconut oil? You can never discount anything if he thinks it worked. I mean, do doctors do that? Do they? Well, no. I'm I'm guessing by what he went on to do next that it didn't work. Well, he's still alive. No, I know, but if he was trying to infect everyone else using himself, then his viral load had to be high enough for it to be uh, to do that. If the coconut oil and the urine was bringing the viral load down, which is what your antiretroviral drugs are meant to do, then you won't pass it on to somebody. Well, let's talk about viral. What's, what does viral load mean? The, I guess That's the how much virus you have in your blood at any one point. So the higher the viral load, the more infective you are. So when you're taking the antiretrovirals, it brings your viral load down to a non-detectable rate so that the chances of transmission are severely reduced. Okay. okay. Ah. Is it a good time now to talk about HIV and AIDS as, as one's a syndrome, one's a virus? That's right. The yep. virus. Yeah. That's yeah. What, I've got space for that, yeah. You want to talk about that now? Yeah. 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 So if okay, if you could uh, tell us what HIV is and AIDS and, and uh, AIDS, <laughs> oh, not H- the good AIDS, just the bad there. AIDS. HIV is your human immunodeficiency virus, which is a virus that enters the body. It attacks your white blood cells, which basically destroys them. So that leads on to AIDS, which is your um, autoimmune deficiency syndrome. So that's a series of different things that happen um to your body because you've got no way of fighting infection so you're more susceptible to any infections that you get so HIV, you, you contract a the aids syndrome no you contract hiv and when the virus destroys starts destroying your own immune system that's mm. what leads on to the aids okay and that's what will kill a person. Yeah. so hiv itself doesn't lead to a person's death no it's the syndrome that you get is, as a cause is of there, the HIV. Is there a cure for either yet? Um, no. No, what's so, what's so hard to cure about HIV in Because it, it, it's hard to kill HIV without killing your own body. Oh, right, okay. So, because it, it goes into your white blood cells. Yeah. 
it's very hard to if you completely wipe out your whole immune system obviously you've then got issues as well so it's oh so hard. the virus actually lives inside the white blood cells yeah and your bone and marrow and anywhere where white blood cells are created so it's it's very very um it's hard to kill the virus without killing the host can it be cured one day not if you don't want to kill people <clears throat> Well, yeah, it depends. They're I mean, looking depends more on... down the vaccination route, trying to vaccinate people beforehand. Oh, preemptively. There, yeah, yeah, there was okay. some. There was some reports saying they were doing some trials on some vaccine. I think I read. Okay. Because at work you have to so. you have to test people for HIV. Don't yeah, you? yeah, we test blood, so it's transmitted primarily. It's a bloodborne virus. How so. how do you test for it? Because we had a private conversation earlier about how you find out about influenzas and stuff like mm. that. How would you do it for HMV? Is that HMV? HMV. HMV. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I went to HIV. What record would you like? Yeah, and, uh, we take you down to the shop and make you queue at Christmas for hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buy a CD that you didn't want. Um, yeah, so we test blood. That's the main thing we test, and you're looking for um, antibodies or antigen to the HIV virus in okay. the blood. Most do you of not things... have to separate the white blood cells and test those. You don't do that. Uh, you get serum and then you separate the serum from the red blood cells and we test the serum but it's it's basically because at the point of a screening test you're looking for um kind of the body's immune response to the virus you're not looking for the virus itself at that point you're looking for the antigens and the antibodies that your body is producing against it which is why probably as well with this chap if he's infected someone there's no point testing them straight away because you've got to wait for the body to have generated an immune response so you're looking at six weeks at least after you've been stabbed before you can find out so you imagine what the person is feeling like for that period of time not knowing and depending on what his viral load was, I mean, if he's drinking his own piss and coconut oil, putting it I would imagine his, his vi- Well, I'm presuming he's using his own blood to infect people. We haven't got to that point yet. It, he, he did it via sex. Yeah, but let's not spoil oh, it. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Let's not spoil it. Is, it. is it less likely to contract through sex than it is through... No. So is it sexually... Because tra- I, I yeah. don't know whether it's... Because I thought yeah, it was blood a, transferred. It is. It's blood, but it's a, it's a bodily fluid. Oh, it can be any bodily fluid? Yeah. Well, even yeah. saliva? Yeah. Really? Um, as long as you've got a cut in your... If you've got a cut in your mouth, oh, if so there's no is... cut in the mouth, you've oh, got right. to... Yeah. I mean, you've got to... What is it? With the... So it's, it's, is it sexually transmitted if there's sort of some kind of tearing involved in the sex? Yeah. So it's not... And especially with... It's not in semen or with, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. No, it is, it's in semen as well. But you've got oh, the... Um, like, um, when the homosexuals, obviously, their point of entry... Is might not be as smooth, yes, and it might be a bit rippy as okay. well. So. And it's closer to blood cells, uh, blood it's vessels, <clears throat> isn't it? Because it, the skin in the rectum is a lot thinner than that of a vagina. So. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. What was it for um, HIV? It's one in three hundred. For H- Hep C, it's one in thirty, and then for Hep B, it's one in three. I think they're the right way around. So the transmission rate. So if you've got um, save for sex so it's not um a high that high transmission rate it was obviously one in 300 it's quite high odds but um if you've got that's why i thought i thought you meant he was injecting people no no he was 
a little bit because there was that case that people a while ago um like in clubs they were going yeah. around and they're finding things pinned to the back of their jacket saying yeah. i've infected you with hiv oh really um oh, where wow. they were yeah. going around with a syringe and jabbing people um whether they were actually i don't know if it was ever proven if they did actually jab someone or if they were just sticking stickers on to create the anxiety yeah. and the yeah. fear yeah but, but they'd the- give someone a little pinprick and then stick a sticker on the yeah. back and the sticker said i've infected you with hiv and wow. yeah, yeah it's it's this I thought it was that story. So does, would that be a hundred percent guaranteed infection? No, really? no, no Again, still not. It depends on the viral load of the patient, the person's immune system. So what, lots what of happens if factors. it's if it's low? Does the body have the capability to fight off those those if cells? What's low? If the the infection load is low. If the infection load is low, it, it it's not physically there in the blood to be able to infect. So there's less virus there to be able to infect. So the chances are less it, what would happen to those cells then if it's very low it those might HIV not infect well, the, just... it might be that the body's immune system will get rid of it before it even becomes an issue it's the higher the viral load the higher the chance of transmission do they go into like a stasis where they aren't active as such but they're still there or do they kind of eradicate themselves what like if it's the, just in the blood yeah like you know the cells if it's not high if it's really low does if it if it's not there, then the virus isn't in the blood. Okay. Because you're actually when you're doing a viral load test, you're detecting the virus itself. Yeah. Oh, rather than the DNA of the virus, yes. some okay. of the RNA of the virus and HIV. Yes. So it, it, it's not a death sentence anymore, though. Really, no, is it? it's not. People now are living as long as you're taking your treatment, you're you're living normal lives. And say if you get your viral load down low, then you're you can have like normal relationships without sort of yeah. suffering Did, any untoward does it leave you without an immune system though you it depends on the viral load again if the viral load's less then it's not infecting the cells and destroying your white cells yeah well i, I don't understand how you can you can get it down low but you can't eradicate it because it that's just the nature of the virus oh right okay and so what, what's the symptoms? It's of, a bit like we were talking about, like chicken pox and things like that, living in the body. Yeah, we you talked about that earlier in, on the drive over. Yeah. And it lives in, where is it, um, measles lives. Is it measles? Small, no, measles, yeah. Smallpox. Yeah, <laughs> we got pox. some smallpox. Measles, measles, you said, lives in bone marrow and then you can get shingles later on in life. Is that right? No, that's no. not what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> measles <laughs> measles doesn't endings. cause shingles. <laughs> chicken pots. And chicken that. pox, It lives sorry. in the chicken nerve pox. endings. Varicella. Yes, Varicella causes chicken, yeah. um, chicken pox and shingles. I was listening to you, Kate. Thank okay. you. I'm glad somebody does. So how? what, what are the symptoms of somebody who doesn't go through treatment what are the symptoms of dying of AIDS um AIDS are quite um well just any of your AIDS symptoms really uh pneumonia Mm. um lots of respiratory infections Carposi sarcoma which is a skin condition what's that um google it you'll see the pictures of it oh is it quite quite gross yeah yeah so i'm surprised it's not in your gross folder steph because it is one of those skin conditions that's a bit like it's very visual oh yes hello Uh, it's an yeah it's a defining feature of yeah it's just um a lot of the more rarer pathogens that normal healthy immunocompetent people wouldn't get if you see people suffering from recurrent set recurrent infections um the alarm bells start to ring and you think well perhaps this patient mm. might have yeah. hiv i've got i know somebody in my family with um well i know them obviously they're in my family but somebody with addison's disease is that mm. quite similar to hiv no it's not um, but that does it's the not same infectious 
But that that destroys the immune system in the same way. Yeah, I don't know much oh, about okay, Addison's. But there must be quite a few uh, diseases that destroy the <clears throat> immune system. In yeah, particular. yeah, there are. Yeah, and you get like autoimmune disorders as well. I'm not sure if Addison's is autoimmune, where your body destroys it itself because it recognises it as foreign and things like that. Yeah. There's yeah, there's 101 different things that can cause symptoms, but AIDS is a very defining set of characteristics that. Um, if people start exhibiting them, then you know they've gone well. I mean, most people nowadays you'd know that they had HIV anyway. So you, if they don't take the antiretrovirals, the chances are they'll go into AIDS, mm. which used to happen a lot before the antiretrovirals got so good. When did um, when did they start to get so good? Um, I mean, obviously, what was it? HIV was first diagnosed in the early eighties. Um, then you had a sort of couple of decades of everyone trying to find the right combination of drugs i'd say sort of in the last five ten years really that it's got to the stage where because it used to be you had to take a lot of tablets as well a lot of different tablets and the regime of taking those tablets patients just struggled with them yeah um but now they've got it um really honed it well so uh, patients sort of take the minimum amount of tablets and they've got the combinations right so and it's working it is being proved that it's it is giving people a good quality of life now is it a relatively new disease uh no i think it's it's been about a while but again people it wasn't until the early 80s i think it was 1983 that they actually found the actual virus itself but i think they had suspicions that some i can't remember the story You'll have to read up on the history of HIV. but the... I think there's a misconception, and I've got this misconception, that somehow it came from chimpanzees. Yeah, or... it's a derivative of the simian. Oh, um, right, okay. SIV instead of HIV, simian immunodeficiency so virus. It, could it have come from people interacting with monkeys? Yeah, or the lineage. Sorry? If you look at the um, phylogenetic I'm not saying lineage. necessarily buggering monkeys. No, eating bushmeat. Yeah, eating that kind of thing. Um, yeah, there's, if you look at the lineage of HIV, it's um, related to SIV. So there is, you'll have to look at the history, but it, it's all, sort of all there. So there were... Um, People were suspicious. People were getting like these, well, basically AIDS, this set of symptoms um, that people were seeing time and time again um, and thought, well, and it to begin with, obviously, it was predominantly in homosexuals. So they were seeing, they thought that there was something happening in that um, patient group. Um, and then they worked out that, yeah, obviously it was HIV. But it, was, it wasn't until the 80s that they actually only, only um, discovered it. But it had been about before then. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure Wikipedia has a good old uh, history of how yeah. HIV was yeah. about before it Or got. any of the doctor websites no, that, that me good, and Steph um, have bookmarked. <laughs> that was a good summary. Dr. Google. Is, yeah, Dr. Google. Just, yeah. Don't, diagnose, don't diagnose yourself on Google. It's how you're dying. Oh, Christ, no. You're dying all the time on Google. Have, just one more question. Have other viruses started to mutate out of HIV? Has it started to change as a virus? Or is um, it staying you the same? Get Drug resistance, yeah. Oh, you so, do get drug resistance yeah. with it? Okay. Yeah. Actually, um, our lab is one of the first labs that is doing HIV genotyping. So we're typing the type of oh, HIV wow. that you've got and resistance markers as well. So we, we can see um, it, we it's next generation sequencing. So we're yeah. sequencing um, um, a part of the genome, HIV genome. And then we can see if there's any resistance markers in so it. it you know that and we can predict that it will be resistant yeah. to certain... 
um, drugs, antivirals. Yeah. Well, you I can you can clever. predict which ones it's going to. How can you predict? Like we were talking earlier, where you sequence the actual um, RNA of the virus. Oh, and you add and space you know, pairs. And yeah, you can know the order of the sequences, and it will tell you in different regions that it's got certain mutations, because you know certain base pairs should be in certain places. If there's a mutation in the, certain regions, because um, there's different classes of antivirals, as, antiretrovirals yeah. as well, and you can tell if it's going to be um, resistant to whether it's a protease inhibitor or sort of anything like that. So oh, this kind of thing really sounds cool. like um, almost like a, an intelligence war between the scientists and the the diseases. Like yeah, the diseases they they do it subconsciously, but they they do mutate based on what's thrown at them. Yeah. And is, is a, 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 I asked you this earlier, but I, I like your answer to it. A, a virus's um, purpose, evolutionary, is to infect a host so that mm. it's able to other infect To replicate other. and then infect somebody else. On the whole, yeah. To just keep <clears throat> replicating. To keep going. Keep going. To, in essence, it's to it's reproduce itself, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, to replicate so. and to infect. Yes. Because viruses can't, can't um, survive without a host. Why can't they survive without a host? Because they, what we were talking about earlier, they go into the cells of the host and that's where oh, they okay. replicate. If they don't have a cell to replicate in, they'll die. So it needs a host to be able to do that. Ah, right. So it seems a bit funny that it kills the host in the meantime, but in that time, that's hoping that it's infected somebody else. Yes. Yeah. And then it can propagate. It's like poll- pollination as well, I guess that would be a, 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 yeah. a good way of doing it as well. Yeah. Yes. Right, thank you. Right, back yeah, to the story you, Katie. of... That was really interesting. <laughs> Chappie. I love, the, I love the dark pathology side of stuff. That's not all light down lights. We solved cancer, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, this shit's happening. It's dark. <laughs> I like it. But I do recognise the, the guy now. He's a, yeah. he's a good-looking chap, isn't he? He is a, a very good-looking good chap. He's got a lovely accent. He's <clears> from this? Edinburgh. Sorry, he's uh, oh. Roe. Daryl Roe. Daryl Roe. Daryl Roe. So, Roe met most of his victims on a dating app, which... I did Ugh. struggle to find the name of because I'm sure they don't want that little bit of nugget floating out on yeah. the internet. <laughs> I was say but I am 99.9% sure it was probably Grinder. Indeed. <laughs> so it rhymes with Binder. Yes. Although I didn't know till um, Luca Magnotta that Craigslist was like a, a pickup site as well. I thought that was just if you wanted to sell a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, but I think Craigslist was more popular in America than it was over here. Fair enough. So we met most of them. Well, we met. Be half called Kevin's his... list if it was English. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he met half of his victims in Scotland, whilst others he met down in Brighton, which is where he was later caught. Most of the men wished to remain anonymous because they didn't want their friends and their family to know that they had HIV. Mm. But there were a few that in the BBC documentary, the man who used HIV as a weapon came out and spoke about the incident and how it affected them. Oh, well. How... It was a good documentary. Though, it is a very yeah. good documentary. How Roe not only affected them, but then went on to torture them mentally with text messages. Oh, right. I found out during my research that Roe really did play these men regarding the HIV as if someone thinks that they have been exposed to the virus. They can take a drug called post-exposure prophylaxis. Thank you. I really struggled <laughs> right. I was like, how am I going to say this? <laughs> to potentially stop the infection. But this has to be taken within 72 hours to have a chance of working. So I'm guessing he'd wait till after that 72 hours period. And he'd wait till after a week. Oh, well. Until the, like, to tell them, oh, by the way, you got HIV, bitch. What, do, what does that drug do, Katie? Uh, it, yeah, it limits the chance of you actually acquiring the virus, but it's got nasty side effects. Oh, so right, okay. we Such don't, as? 
We don't yeah. give it unless it's um, a high risk or there's certain like criteria. What kind of side left. effects are we talking about? I can't remember, but it's... Um, like yeah, seizures, that kind of thing? No, not so much. Because, uh, it, again, it, it um, affects your immune system. So oh, okay, it's fair enough. One of the, when I googled what it was, because it's also known as PEP, is that right? Yeah, you get PEP or PrEP as well. Yeah. Um, ones before, ones after. Uh, it was the PEP one that I googled, and it says beware you will have vomiting yeah, all over uh, everything that I'd read about it. And I was yeah. like, this is too scientific yeah, it's, for me. It's not, um, <laughs> well, it's better than the alternative, I'd imagine. Yeah. Had yeah. But this is one of the messages that he sent to one of the victims in Scotland. Go on, that's that bit. Well, they seem a kind of age range to him. It's kind of... uh, no, they were different. How old is he, by the way? Sorry. He is, at this time, 26. 26. Oh, wow. Um, so the first one is, wow, you are really rude, reading and ignoring my questions. This was sent two days after they had sex. And then the next one was, five, uh, five days after sex was cool. And the next two was sent on the seventh day. Well, I cummed in your ass without a condom. I remember What's in the documentary then? feeling a bit sorry for him because these men didn't really uh, communicate with him after. It seemed I a bit dickish. I was going to say, it's their own fault, isn't it? If, if, they, <laughs> <laughs> if they hadn't have read and ignored his text, he'd have told him a little bit earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a case of, well, it, I, I, I know that people that age want to hook up, have a bit of fun, move on. Not expecting a lifetime commitment. Yeah. No, but a polite... That was a lovely evening. Thank yeah, you for such but you don't know if that's what was sent uh, beforehand, and he's just being very clingy. Mm. Yeah. Well, from what you said earlier about him saying to his foster parents, he wanted he was quite yeah. He wanted with... to call them mom and dad within a couple of days. It's a bit clingy, and that he was loved his friends to the point where he would do nothing but devote his time to his friends. That was quite nice, isn't it? No. Isn't that what people, no. when they're being nice no, to No, I love you, yeah, <laughs> but I cannot devote every single minute of my day to you. <sighs> this is this is why... This is why you're just not wife material. Exactly. <laughs> and the fact is that I won't go and make him a sandwich when he demands it. No, I'm the one making food constantly. Yes, yes, bitch, get in the kitchen. Mm. <laughs> one victim called Lenny spoke about his, account, his encounter. He met Ro in the winter of 2015 as Roe had moved down to Brighton and was looking to work as a hairdresser. Lenny was working as a makeup artist and had recently come out of a long-term relationship. They connected on a dating app and swapped flirty text messages before, of course, escalating to photos, a.k.a. dick pics. Oh, do we get to see them? No, I'm not bringing them up. I've never really understood the appeal of a dick pic. It's not even the nicest you're looking at sort anatomy of, part. No, it? you're either looking at some a sad elephant or a sort of <laughs> aggressive sausage. You like tit pics. Well, that's different. Breast but are, if, are, if you were particularly nice. fond of penis, then... I guess so. It's, like Kay says, it's just not the, the, the prettiest it's of our... Uh, appealing. Uh, ap- uh, appendages. No. no. I don't appreciate dick pics. No. So... No. No. Katie, do you no. appreciate a good old dick pic? Not from family members. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nicholas. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> then you put a bow on it first. <laughs> <laughs> An elephant with a pink little bow. <laughs> Their chats quickly turned towards sex, and Lenny noticed that the conversation, the tone of the conversation, shifted. 
Rose said he didn't want to use protection and Lenny quickly shut him down. Lenny ignored him for a while after the talk of no protection until Rose quickly changed his mind and said that he would use protection. Shortly after that, Rose showed up at Lenny's house unannounced. Wearing a condom. <laughs> Rose tried to force himself onto Lenny without the protection, but Lenny was like, nope, not happening. Yeah. Rose promised to use a condom to put a condom on and things progressed. I wonder if anybody's actually turned up to somebody's house with a condom already on. Probably. Well, you'd have to be you'd have to be in the right state, wouldn't you? Maybe you'd taken Viagra. <laughs> yeah. and pumped it up. Pre prepared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean that is that's premeditated, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> they were promiscuous, as Steph likes to say. Yeah, it's a good word. And then they left it at that. It wasn't until a week later that Lenny began to receive menacing xenophobic messages and phone calls from Roe. Xenophobic? Yeah. Things such as, how dare you block me, you can't get rid of me, you're going to burn, I've ripped the condom, you're stupid, I got you. Where's the xenophobia in that? They were in the phone calls. What what race is, is Lenny? Lenny is part black. Oh, okay. He is mixed race. Yes. Lenny, when he talks about this moment, admits the fear rushes over him, but it wasn't until a few weeks later that he began to feel ill, that those messages and calls echoed in his mind. And he went for a sexual health checkup. He received the life-changing news that he was HIV positive, mm. to which shattered his heart a little bit more, as both his parents had passed away from the HIV in the eighties. Oh no! Really? Oh, he did well not to have vertical transmission as well. Yeah, he's um. Sorry. Vertical transmission. From if parents. His, yeah, from his mum. If his mum was HIV positive. What, just being around her, or you mean while he was in the womb? Vertical transmission. So once, yeah, when. He, no, he, his parents. Con- Tracted it after he was born. Ah. His dad was a drug user, and his he'd accidentally cut his hand one day, and his mom, without realizing like his finger, you know, when you put it in your mouth to suck the blood and stop oh, it, yeah. she did that, and then he was like, "Oh, you shouldn't have done that." And that's when he told her, and then a couple of years later, they passed. Is it still quite a big thing? Uh, people contracting HIV from drug needles and things is yeah. that still a big problem? Yeah. I yeah. don't know if they, because I know they do like needle exchanges. <clears throat> yeah, now they do, too. but people, um, people don't always use them. All oh, right, okay, that's yeah. silly. It's that's like tough. sex without condoms, isn't it? You use a condom, the chances of getting something are severely reduced, but people still don't. Well, it came out in Rose. And Co- also, just as a side note, because of the antiretrovirals now being so good, yeah, people don't see HIV as a life sentence anymore. So there, there's also this thing. Um, I don't know. It's called um, posing people up. Get everyone positive, HIV positive. Then everyone's in the same boat, and you take your antiviral retrovirals and you carry on as normal. That sounds like a cult. Wait, it does sound like a cult. It kind of sounds a bit yeah, like anti Yeah, there's a thing called, it's called posing people up. Oh, oh right. God. Okay. Yeah, if every, because it, everyone's got a bit complacent now because it used to be a life sentence and everyone used to shy away from it. Yeah. Now, it's like, oh, HIV has become so more commonplace and the drugs are so much better at treating the infection. People are like, well, it's fine if I get it now. They've become really sort of... Um, no, I can honestly say that I still don't treat- want to with it. get HIV. People aren't treating it like a fashion thing, are they? Yeah. Are they? Yeah, and it's no, like that. It's really. posing people up. What, it's they're, cool. they're, they're proud it's of status. the status. Yeah, it's like got- if you get everyone in your little group that's HIV positive, you can have sex without condoms. Everyone's in the same boat. You get your antivirals. You carry on as normal. 
I mean, you you're, lead a you're, full you're life. A, have you ever seen that in the gay community, Steph? Have what? you ever come across that kind of attitude? Pulling people up? No, I can't say I have. You know, like that's 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 a new one on me completely. That's yeah. t- absolutely terrifying. It's a little bit mind-boggling. It is, it is. Mm. a bit odd. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess it's a it's a very strange way of dealing with it. Yeah, and it, it's because the treatment is so much better now, and it's yeah. it's not such of a life sentence. Um, the drugs make you feel comparatively normal. So, yeah, give everyone the... It's like a cold. Give everyone the cold. You all get on with it. You don't have to wear the condoms. That, there is a I don't get on horrendous. when I have a cold, though. I spend a good two days in bed wishing mm, I was dying. HIV gives you a little bit of cold symptoms to begin with. You get a bit of a fever. You feel a bit achy. Then you get over it now with your drugs. You know? There is really a, a weird, a very dark train of logic there. There is a train mm. of logic. There is, there is, but... That's not the right train of logic. No. And we say that about a lot of cults, that yes. they had good intentions, yes. but they all end up dead. <laughs> <laughs> they all yes. die in the end. Yes. Well, like we said earlier, everyone dies eventually. Yes, I'd rather die later rather than <laughs> I sooner. Don't, I don't <laughs> intend on dying at all. You're going to die. I'm not going to die. And, you, and according to you, I'm going to die, <laughs> and I'm going then to be cryogenically frozen... No, I'll be cryogenically frozen just before I die. Oh, there we go. So then when he unfreezes, Although I can only afford the head at the minute. I I can't (laughs) even afford the head. You're going to be just like But the full body is like ridiculous. And there were a few years back, there was that thing where the the refrigeration factory broke. broke. And a few (laughs) people went manky. Yeah, they went a bit mouldy around the fingers. But still. So how much is it to get... It's Frozen. it's it's thirty grand for X amount of years, and I can't remember the X amount of years. But for your head, it's like only a couple of grand. Only. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Just just yeah. just just your head though. The rest it's of got the body. a few grand floating around. Good to know. Good to know. I can have a robot body. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying on. <laughs> it came out in Rose Court case that he around the time of his YouTube video that he started targeting the men that would become his vi- victims. At this time, he was still living in Edinburgh and he had created himself a little pattern. He would message them online, arrange a meeting for some promiscuity. He would then try to convince them not to use condoms and then, after a certain amount of time, usually a week to a week and a half, would send them sexually explicit and troubling messages that were designed to shock and scare the men. One of the gentlemen from Edinburgh... (coughs) One of the gentlemen from Edinburgh had received these text messages freaked out a little bit went to the doctors and got his results back which were positive he then went to the police regarding Roe. the police searched for him but as they had only a telephone number and a screen name they struggled to find him at this point especially as Roe had moved down to brighton and changed his number sorry just to clarify again so semen if the person has a high enough viral load could can be infectious mm. on its own without blood being involved mm. yes okay it wasn't until after the news reports began to come out that regarding Roe that the men in Brighton who had been his victims took notice. They all went to the police as they too had had similar instances happen to them regarding him. The Brighton police looked into him and pulled him into the station for an interview. Which? Ooh, we've got some reference. Um, do you have HIV? No. Um, have you had a HIV test recently? Um, not recently, but I was talking to Brian um, about I had a relationship when I first got here and it was unprotected, so I've not been tested after that. Okay, okay. 
Is that something you're a couple of months? I'm a little bit worried about that, and uranus is a bit. Okay. So you say it's a couple of months ago. You had a relationship, had unprotected sex. When I first got here, I was dating somebody pretty quickly and got quite intense. You had unprotected sex with them, and you haven't had yourself, um, haven't had an HIV test since. Okay. Um, So when was the last time you you know you were completely thin? Six months ago, give or take. So when he went into the police station, he was very much like, no, I've not got HIV. I'm good. I'm good. Now I'm a little bit worried, but I haven't got it. And police arrested him and seized his phone. And soon they realized that he had targeted hundreds of men nationwide. But wouldn't he be on his record that he was HIV positive? Surely. <clears throat> yeah, he would have probably gone to the ICASH clinic or GUM as it was then, which is all anonymized. Ah, right. Okay. Mm. Um, so you can find it out, but they'd probably have to get a court order and that yeah, kind of warrants. Thing. Oh, okay. And yes. yeah, so they he targeted hundreds of men nationwide using the dating app. Wow! Every s- dating apps, guys. Yeah, <laughs> every single one of those men had to be contacted and told of possible HIV infection. A public health warning was. Oh wait, re- he had sex with all those hundreds of men. No, no, just, just in case. Oh, okay. okay, just in case. Oh, that's that's promiscuity. They to don't the next level. know, and it's a case of go get tested just in case you did have sex with him. Okay, this must have been a full time job, just talking to all these chaps. Yeah, was when. Was uh, not much time for hairdressing. Yeah. Yes, swipe right. He probably did what my ex did and just swipe right all the time. Mm. Is, is Grindr basically the same as Tinder? Yeah. Basically. So how does it match? How does it work on that? You both, if you swipe right and the other person you match with swipes right, then you get a match and you can talk to each other. Yes. Yeah. That's right. There yeah. And does the woman, I mean, in, on the straight version, is it the woman that has to talk to the man first? No, that's a different no. app now. Oh, right, okay. That's... No, 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 it's just, it's just whoever speaks first. Oh, okay. But there is enough. an app now that you... matched. Yeah. yeah. There is an app thing. now that it is a case of men and females can be on it. Yeah. And if you both swipe right, the woman has to speak first so you're not getting unsolicited dick pics. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, you're still gonna all you have dick to say pics. is hello and then... Pff, dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're still going to get dick pics, but that, they're hoping that it'll be a lot less. It can't work. It can't work. I it don't know. Work. You tell me. If somebody wants to send well, a dick pic, they'll send a dick pic. Yeah, but you've been on dating apps and websites. You tell me. I've never sent a dick pic on a dating app. I don't know that. Well, I'm telling you now. I've okay. never done that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be but able you, to live with myself. But you have been on dating websites. And Katie, yes. you've been on dating websites. Steph, yeah. you've been on dating websites. Oh, Is it guilty. quite a high percentage of dick pics? Uh, I can't say I've ever had any. But if you... Do you remember Omegle? Oh, my God, yes. Omegle. All you had to do was just connect with somebody. Oh, it's a random it like, uh, chat web Yeah, thing, like a roulette right? thing. And then it's like you just open it up. It's like, oh, hey, dick. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be like that, just yeah. Nice. fat Arab gentleman masturbating yeah, or something. Yeah, so, a public health warning was released to alert anybody else that could possibly be in the situation that they didn't have contact details for. The Brighton police handed over custody of Roe to Police Scotland, and as part of a strict bail conditions, he was monitored closely and told to start HIV treatments. He was to stay with his foster parents for three weeks, but he decided to go on the run, hiding at first in the Pentland Hills above Edinburgh. The police on their search found an abandoned tent to which they f- were further alarmed when they found HIV medication inside with Rose's name on it. Once again, he was at risk of being infectious. Well, you just lived in a tent in the wilderness. For a little bit. Full on primeval. Yeah. All right. 
By November 2016, 22 had reported 22 peop- men had reported Roe to the police. Using a fake name, Roe made his way down to Newcastle, where he started using dating websites again. It was there he met Tom, a shy man who lived with his three dogs. Roe used his charm and convinced Tom to allow him to stay in the house for the next three months. Roe flattered Tom with compliments, but it wasn't long before he he began manipulating Tom and isolating him from the outside world. Did they, um... Yes, they loved each other. Ah. They were promiscuous. Mm. Police, whilst this was going on, had been scouring the possible websites that Roe could use, and a police officer came across a photo of Roe's penis and matched it with photos seized from Roe's phone. Did he have any uh, distinguishable... He had Marks. some varax veins on his Vericus penis. Ooh. It, the the veins. tip was yeah. fluorescent. It was. Pink. It was a bit purple. Flashed. Wow. Like, no, it colors. just looked like it's a penis sort of... that the police officer recognised. I so. mean, that's, that's a statement. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that cock before. <laughs> Hold on a minute. There was a mobile phone number attached to the profile and they tracked it to Tom's address. Police arrived at Tom's house and, of course, Roe tried to bolt again. But he wasn't able to get away this time. He jumped out of the upstairs window into the neighbour's garden, fell, landed on his back, smashing his vertebrae in four different places. Well, oh, that's what you get for jumping out of a top window. And for giving people HIV. I mean, yeah. yeah. His trial lasted for six weeks, with a judge finally stating on their verdict. Many of those men were young men in their 20s at the time they had been the misfortune to meet you. Did he plead not guilty or guilty? Not guilty. Hmm. Given the facts of this case and your permissive, predatory behaviour, I cannot see what you would no longer be a danger to gay men. In my judgment, the offences taken together are so serious that a life sentence is justified. Yet, Roe always denied any responsibility for his actions as he believed he had been cured of the virus, even before he moved to Brighton. Well, coconut oil. (laughs) He even went so far to his appeal against his conviction in May 2018, which he lost. Lady Scott, the judge of the appeal, made the following statement. This is a bit of a long one. Go on, let's have it. Daryl Rowe, you have pleaded guilty to four charges consisting of a course of criminal conduct whereby knowing you were HIV positive and knowing that this disease could be transmitted by unprotected sexual intercourse, your culpability and recklessness had sexual intercourse with four different men, thereby exposing them to the risk of contracting that disease. In so doing, you demonstrated a total disregard of consequences. On one occasion, you were asked to wear a condom, and you falsely assured your victim you would, but did not do so. On another, you specifically requested unprotected sex and falsely reassured your victim you were not HIV positive. You grossly breached the trust of the men involved and caused them considerable fear and anxiety. As a result of your conduct, one of your, vi- one of your victims did contract the virus. Hold on, wait. He 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 started his opening sentence with, "I don't have HIV." Yeah. So I would be s- super skeptical of that if somebody yeah. opened up a sexual advance with, "I don't have HIV." It's almost it's- like I don't know, playing a computer game, going, "I haven't got the hidden agenda." Yes. A game last night where you have to lie. And he goes, "I don't have the hidden agenda." Yeah, but I, I do that as a tactic to throw you I don't. off. And then there's me going. It's like, and I was right every single time. Exactly, it's very odd. Very odd. Yeah. Okay, carry on. 
This has been un understandably traumatic. He has had to undergo extensive treatment, which has been successful, but he remains with this lifelong condition. This has had a profound effect upon his life. In his victim impact statement, he has shown considerable dignity in his response, and I commend him for that. The nature of this conduct, the utter callousness shown by you, makes these offensive very serious. Finally, I take into account your plea, which has alleviated the need for a trial. Oh, so he did plead guilty then? This is his appeal. Oh. Mm. But I have also had regard to the history here, which involves delayed occasioned by you. You have already been sentenced to life imprisonment for the same kind of course of conduct in England, involving five separate and subsequent ch charges. I take this into account. Any sentence that I oppose can only fall for to be served concurrently to that life sentence. Balancing all of these factors, I sentence you to eight years reduced from nine years to run from today's date. I am satisfied this criminal conduct has a significant sexual aspect and I therefore order you to subject to the notification provisions of the Sexual Offences Act 2003. This means you will be a registered on the Sex Offenders Register for life. I also order that information of your convictions be sent to Scottish ministers in terms of the prediction of Protection of Vulnerable Groups, Scotland Act 2007. So how many people did he affect in total? Ten. Ten. How many mm. in Scotland, how many in England? Four in Scotland. Yeah. Five, uh, six in... How many did right. he attempt to infect? Oh, yeah, twenty-two. Oh, we oh, had sex with twenty-two men? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So... How 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 long is his total sentence then? Because twelve years. A twelve years is that it? Jesus. Yeah. Because and he but he, that's a new. Yeah. What, he, what was he charged with? The. Sorry. It must, must be a hard thing legally to. Well, he was. No, the it, first... I'm sure it is a crime now, isn't it? It's... It is. Yeah, he was the first man to be convicted of it. He was. Charged with intentionally setting <laughs> out of the spread of an incurable virus. Yeah. Or infectious disease. It comes under that yeah. same heading. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there you go. So, oh. yeah, that is the story of Daryl Rowe, the man who used HIV as a weapon. End. And he never said why he did it? Mm. Nope. Still hasn't said. He, in the BBC Three documentary, he does speak to the filmmaker and says I want to apologise to all those men right but when she goes well why did you do it he's like I want to speak to my mum again he doesn't actually answer her all he right. just yeah. passes he's like no I want to speak to my mum it seems like a, a revenge spree doesn't it, it, it going against the, the community that if, or, or anybody going against the world and you know Giving giving the world back what yeah. it gave him, kind of. I kind of think there's a mixture of different things. Like I think there's a bit of narcissism in there because he was very yeah. self-assured of his body and such. I think he had little boy loss syndrome, which is where you have such a displaced childhood that you try to latch on a bit like Dennis Nielsen did. Mm. You try to latch on to things that give you self like security and him having the sex yeah. was security and then when they ignored him it was like, fuck you. You're going down now. Did it go into much detail about how he actually acquired it if the person had lied to him when he got it? Or? Yeah, that, that's the only other uh. thing that, that I need to mention is that it later came out after his appeal that he'd been raped by a man who had uh. HIV 
Well, that would re- explain the anger. Yeah, yeah that's a significant... Justified, but explains that was, the anger. That's the only thing he will say is that <clears throat> I got raped, that's how I caught it. Well, that could be a lie. It, it could be a lie. Or it could be a lie, but that's the mm. only thing I could find on him saying, this is how I got it. Yeah. Is that I got raped. Interesting. That's how I got it. I mean, it could have turned out maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm taking a wild stab, the, a complete hypothetical, but maybe he, he flipped after maybe genuinely hooked up with a guy and had sex with him and maybe the guy didn't respond to him after a while yeah. and then he... It I don't know, I don't know. We that don't might know. have been a trigger point for him or something. We yeah. don't know, so... No. Yeah. No. But so he'll I be out in, what, probably 10 years, 8 years on good behaviour? Maybe. That was 2018. I wonder if they've made Eight. him take his treatment regime in hospital if he's they, still they're taking have, the yeah. piss and coconut oil option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no coconut oil for you, bro. Why do they think that works? I don't understand. He found it on the internet. Uh, and the internet is always true. Yes. Google Nobody does not lie. Yes. Hence why everybody's going to die when they Google their symptoms. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's a thing, isn't it? If you uh, if you Google your symptoms about anything on, on the internet, you either end up with HIV or cancer or die or, or death. death or death you're dead yeah. you're actually it's always dead. a brain tumor yeah yes. Yes. or an aneurysm right well should we take our, our mid break and then we'll, we'll take our mid break and then come back with steph's dancing demon thingy magicky we have our crisp we're gonna go chump chump but we won't do that on microphone because we know that excites people just like quasimodo we're all back that's quite a good one I, it My took me a moment God. but that's funny did that come out of a cracker no I just thought that that's, oh that's is it a Nicholas's own joke again don't call me Nicholas <laughs> that was funny right was it a knickknack own joke don't call me knickknack knickknack paddywhack or I'll start calling you Catherine my sister calls him knickknack <laughs> Charlotte, you need to, nap. Charlotte, you need to reposition your microphone it's kind of all like I will repeat that it's kind of all Pete Tong so my sister calls him Nick Nap instead. Oh, yeah. Why Nick Nap though? Where did the nap come from? Because he likes the na- nap. I uh, do like a nap. A nap's so good. It makes you a better human being. It doesn't make <laughs> him a better human being. That's a lie. You see him when he's not at his nap. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Many a times. Quite minute. vile, actually. He is. Mm. Worst boyfriend ever. No. Right, so we're we're covering what? My little story today, and I do emphasise the little, Mm -hmm. um, is the Dancing Plague of 1518. Has anybody heard of it before? Yes. Yes, Yes, I've heard of this. Yeah? It's a good story, though. Yeah, I like this story. It's a good one. It is a fun one. I've not heard it, so... Fabulous. So at least somebody's discovering it today. Every day's a school day. Indeed, indeed. So we'll start in 1518, because obviously it's the Dancing Plague of 1518, so 1518 is a very good place to start. Start at the beginning, yeah. In 1518. Yeah. Yes. One more time. 1518. There we go. <laughs> Is this going to be like today's uh, catchphrase will be, where it was the 1500s? Yeah. Yeah, we'll instead go of, we're it was of, the, like, the 1800s. 1800s. It was the 1800s. They no. didn't have this shit together back then. No. At all. And there were some very interesting ways of dealing with this. So yeah. we, will, we will blame it on the 1500s. Okay. Yes. So, in 1518, if in case you didn't get that as of yet. By the way, guys, it's 1518. It is 1518. Uh, on the western edge of the Roman Empire, a weird... Wait, epi- wait, what? On the western edge of the Roman Empire? Yeah. The, western the Roman edge. Empire ended in, like, the 7th century. The Roman Empire? The Holy Roman Empire. The Holy Roman Empire. There we go. Yes. The is there a difference? Holy- there is yes. a massive difference. Oh, okay, good to know. One is <laughs> the church. Ah. One is the peoples. Okay. 
We're not on about the people. We're on about the church. Okay. They're not connected. Wow, I did really well for my first opening sentence. (laughs) Yeah, great, awesome, good to know. (laughs) You should have opened with somewhere in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere. (laughs) Next time. Steph has trouble locating Europe. (laughs) She does. I don't. That's why you went with somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I got told to colour in maps, guys, in school. So just, just leave me alone. Um, on the western edge of the Holy Roman Empire, a weird epidemic broke out, um, and it's something that you don't really hear of every day. Um, it was indeed the Dancing Plague. Um, in the city of Strasbourg in France, I we googled that. Is that how you actually say it? What? Strasbourg, yeah. Strasbourg. Strasbourg's in Germany. No, it's no. not. It's France. It, it France? always sounds like a German town, but it's not. It? And it looks like a it's German France. town as well. Because it's very, very close to Germany, isn't it? Yeah, it's like in the middle of the two, isn't it? It's like very close. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I thought yeah. it was in Germany. No, it's yeah. definitely French. I did, because I googled it, and okay. Google never lies. Google ever. Maps and all that. Yeah, it's good. Um, hundreds of people in the, the town of Strasbourg um, started compulsively dancing, erratically and in a mad frenzy. So they were literally, you know, full on going for it. I'm not quite sure the... Um, the Aquaman came in at this point, but they were dancing. I was, I was thinking, is it more rave vibes? Like, big box, little bit of cardboard. Box, box. Yeah. Cardboard box. Fish, 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 fish. Or um, is it the uh, Pizza Hut, uh, Pizza Hut, contact French? Oh my God. I forgot that existed. Now you don't. I really hope so. I really hope that's how they were dancing. In their little 1500s little get, get up. Um, so yeah, they were, they, they were dancing um, compulsively. It started... <laughs> Sorry. We're good. That caught me by... by yes. Surprise. Surprise, thank you. <laughs> um, it all started with one woman, uh, and then it grew to 34 people within a week. So um, one woman just started compulsively dancing, said that she couldn't really stop it, and then it eventually grew to 34 within a week. Um, Did they need music? Ah, we'll get on to the oh. music part. Um, within a month, 400 people were taken over by this plague... Um, who were unable to control their bodies um, as they danced around the city, quite literally. (laughs) Um, As we can see here by the visuals that we have beautifully... Mm. We just Googled Dancing Plague 1518. You can see many, many fine paintings and lithographs. Of of people just dancing. I like the one in the middle with the the lady being carried off. Which is the same lady as in the third one on the top row. Oh, she is. She must be the originator, maybe. And the first one. Yes. There we go. She looks pained, though. I can't stop. I just want to have me a KFC. <laughs> Let me just rave first. As in the KFC. Okay. Uh, pizza Hut. Oh, pizza She's trying to do the Kentucky Fried Chicken and then rolled her arms down. Oh, yeah, yes. she is doing that. Yes. Just let me do the KFC. So, yeah. Um, Steph lost her place. Maybe. I did have my thumb on it and then I moved That's my thumb. That's because someone started singing about KFC and now we all want a KFC. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Does Uber deliver here? <laughs> no. No. I'm hungry now though. They deliver McDonald's but I don't know if they deliver Not over this here. way. No, they won't do. Have you tried? Fascists. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> So, 400 people were taken over by this plague um, uh, within a month, unable to control their bodies as they danced around the city. Uh, they would dance un- uninterruptedly for days, weeks, until they eventually passed out from exhaustion. Uh, it actually caused many, many deaths. So, people just died from exhaustion of this, of just dancing. Yes. Compulsively. Yes. Non-stop. Yes. By dancing. 
Yes. Kind of like Hocus Pocus. In 1518. <laughs> what year? 1518, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you get people on ecstasy nowadays who... Um... What month? I want to say it's... It, it feels... They haven't, they're like, not, haven't, they haven't got any umbrellas, have they? It looks no. quite sunny. It does look very sunny. They haven't clouds. got shorts on, though. No, but they have got those thin tight things they, they have used got, to wear. Yeah, and cod pieces. And cod pieces. So I'm going to say it was probably the summer months. We'll okay. go with that. Mm. We'll go with that. Mm. And if you look at the trees and the paintings, they are full leaf. We shouldn't take uh, these as accurate representations. <laughs> these aren't photographs. They do look are very they autumnal. Not? They're not, they're not fo- actual photos. Are they not no, photos? No, they aren't. No. Oh. No, sorry. No, they're not. Are they not? I thought it was someone's Instagram. No, they didn't just look black and white and penciled. The guy with the phone in his hand at the bottom right. Was he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the chaps in charge essentially said um, they suggested a cure for this was to for them to dance even more. Oh. So this is where the music came in. Uh, they made a stage and then they got professional dancers and musicians to encourage and help the people who were affected. So they made a great big song and dancing of it. Really. See, I was going to uh, uh, anticipate you saying they burnt everybody or. I mean, there that was their witches. second option. There are witches, burn them. No, let's let them dance. Well, so we'll let them dance. We're not doing the burning thing again. We're just <laughs> going to let them dance. Let's learn from history, shall we, guys? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they encouraged them to help, and then they helped people dance even more. Uh, but the people were dying again from heart attacks and strokes because of, the, you know, the amount of dancing that they were doing. Um, so the government then refought their strategy. But what was their ex- explanation for this? Devil. Devil? No. Uh, saint yes the other one it was a saintly curse a saintly curse isn't saintly that oxymoronic curse. well it's all mm. it's always what the end, end outcome is isn't it if, if you're killing people it's demonic if you're just having a happy little dance you're but a saint these, well it's not a happy little dance is it well, when people are dying faces. before they died <laughs> they were having a lovely time <laughs> look at this squishy their faces. Instagram looks like a Friday and a Saturday night down your local nightclub I mean yeah I have seen worse yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, not going to deny that. <laughs> um, but we'll get on to why they, they feel that the saints had a, a, a negative and a positive effect in a, in a bit. Um, so all acts such as gambling and prostitution were banned as and uh, immoral people were sent out of the city because, again, they sort of thought that this was a, uh, a common, a, a, a contributing factor <clears throat> towards this, this, this plague. But the gambling people and the prostitutes weren't dancing. They were just like, we're going on about with life. Yeah, Why well, do we got to go? They were sort of like saints sort of think that immoral people are, are bad, so therefore it's making everybody dance. So they were like, let's get rid of the cause. Of prostitutes and gambling. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, perfectly. Holy Bible sense. Indeed you do. So, um... So they were driven out of the city. The the dancers then were taken to the altar of Saint Vitus, which was a Christian saint from Sicily, uh, to pray for salvation. And within a few weeks, the dancing had actually stopped. Saints are always quite rubbish, aren't they? It's like, ooh... He, um... I like St. Francis of Assisi because yeah, he had all so the animals. Yeah, but there's so many and they're like, oh, he's got, I like he's got he had lovely hair. Therefore, let's give him a sainthood or <laughs> he wants, he can open a bottle with his teeth. He has a saucy smile. Mm. He'll look good on a stained glass window. Yes. I like Terry Pratchett's gods where like the god of the cutlery draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of useful stuff yes. you need. Absolutely. God of the washing machine. Mm. Helpful gods. Yes. Good. Good to know. Death is my favourite god. 
We have Wait, to cut what? the draw to death. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was a jump. That was a jump. I was um, going along the Terry Pratchett line because death's quite mm. sarcastic in it. Yeah. Mm, that's a very good point. Fair enough. You'd have that. to, wouldn't you? Yeah. Referencing any of these things. Do you not know Terry Pratchett? Um, I'm not into fantasy stuff, am I? Yeah. You keep saying that, but you love your UFOs. You do. It's not fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> how is that fantasy? Look how See, angry look. he got. <laughs> he always does. Photographs. Oh, sure. What, like these little Instagram posts? No, actual photographs of things sure sort yeah, of slightly sure. slightly blurry things so but there's things of sure. like nessie and you've come to the conclusion she's not real yeah that's nonsense though but, <laughs> but there's photographs of that yeah yeah but they were fake photographs but these yeah. could be he fake admitted photograph. that it was a fake photo no they're not no they're not <laughs> I, I feel we've got off topic yeah sorry steph unless we can bring this back around to aliens i mean that could be uh, <laughs> maybe look that one looks like an alien there well, that's death, isn't it? It's a bit like Mona Lisa. Mm. Yeah, Mona Lisa and an, an alien. alien. And an alien. It would explain a lot. So, other examples of like dancing plagues, because this is very sort of like a very like eerie thing. It's not a very recent thing, and it's not been there's there was a definite cut off point, but we'll get into that. So, other examples of dancing plagues was in uh, 1021. There was one in Kilbick. Um, in 1247, there was one in Efert. Uh, 1374, there was one in Aachen. That was some good pronunciation, guys. I hope you appreciated that. I uh, did. Thank you. Yeah, it was <laughs> I give you a gold star. Thank you. I do like those. Uh, 1381, there was one in Augsburg. 1428, there was one in Schlafhausen. Uh, that sounds German. Yep. That does sound, that does sound German, yes. Indeed. Uh, 1518 uh, again Strasbourg so we're, here we are in 1518 and in 1536 there was one in Basel but why is the question but why but why but why well let's let's Katie is there any virus or disease or disorder that would make people dance en masse um only I suppose that it's affecting the nerves and the twitching whilst it's happening the, um I I mean, I know absolutely nothing about this one, but if it's a plague, I don't know if it is some form of Yersinia that is causing it. Yersinia? That's the one, the organism that causes the bubonic plague. You have to talk yeah. into the microphone. I was. You were looking down at your phone. Yes, but my foot, my your man personal friend. privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Point of personal privilege. <laughs> Do not move your head around whilst talking. There is a the modern example of this. Do you know that? If you go, uh, have you actually got the answer in your book? I, I will. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll but if you that. go to, we well, you can cut this bit out, Charlotte. If you go to YouTube, so. <clears throat> if you no, if you type in Mac and me, Hang on, what was the last thing? Uh, Michael Jackson and who? Uh, Me. We Google that quite frequently, to yeah, be fair. Yeah. Dance. There we go. Is it like a flash dance? Flash dance is technically this. <coughs> so, uh, Mac and me full McDonald's dance scene. scene. What? No, this is terrifying. No, put we're it on. It. Put it on. No, we're not put watching it. Charlotte, put it on. Terrifying. I would like to see it. So, this is like a dancing plague. It's Everything's normal. <laughs> This was an E.T. ripoff, by the way. McDonald's and loads of other fast food 
chairs got together and wanted to rip off McDonald's. Right, right, okay. I really hope they were doing this in 1502. They're quite coordinated. Yeah. Oh, the kids are loving it. <laughs> they can't even clap in time. Oh, it's really pissing me off because it's really jumpy. These are FBI agents looking for the alien. Right, and they're <laughs> going to come and shoot them all. The alien's inside the giant teddy bear. Okay. Why are they not in oh, black? Fucking Ronald! <gasps> See, nobody's dancing. Look what he's got. He's got the scarves. He's going to juggle with them. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it that came book. from. <laughs> what the, the fuck? Oh, oh, <laughs> that is amazing. Is that somebody in a costume or is that an actual teddy bear? That it's is the alien. That's a guy in a costume. That is a guy in a costume. Oh my god. What? Ooh. That is thing of nightmares. Is that thriller starting? It's <laughs> Michael Jackson walks in. Michael! <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me if Michael Jackson was involved in this project. Like, isn't that the opening thing to... This is the dancing plague, this bit. The teddy grew. No, they don't, love. No one thinks that is a toy. <laughs> Crew? What? No. She's only got two stars. This is what I imagine 15 8 was like. <laughs> the uh, jumping quality gives it a little bit more of an ominous it really does. overtone. Like, where did they come from? It's McDonald's. <laughs> Everyone loves McDonald's. Oh! It's American. There's jocks everywhere. Get in, Ronald. If you just fast forward to where they're outside. Okay, keep going further a bit. Like they're outside now, dancing. Even the staff He's are going at it. Rowing. See, they're outside, causing a danger. They <laughs> <laughs> can't even hear the music. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and we're done. Okay, wait, wait. Before you close that, just one more Mac and Me thing. No. Just, no, no, just to, to reference. Put Mac and Me wheelchair. It's the greatest <laughs> special effect. Wheelchair scene. Is this yeah. your favourite film? <laughs> Is this an advert or a film? It's, it's film. film. Oh, okay. But like I say, they all got together. And Mac and Me, infamous wheelchair scene. There you go. What on What an awful wheelchair. <laughs> Run, no go. Oh. <laughs> That's terrible quality. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 
And that's the alien. That's Mac. <laughs> Is he still in the chair? Come on, Mac, sort him out, mate. <laughs> He's dead. He's gone. I don't know why she's in a bathrobe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like what? Well, she's, she's got a swimming costume underneath. <laughs> 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 Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Pushing the actual chair. Right, there we go. <laughs> right, sorry. What the fuck did we just watch? Sorry, that I just made funny. everybody watch the scene from Mac and Me, which was McDonald's, in the 80s, McDonald's, Burger King and Pizza, I think, got together and wanted to rip off E.T. and they made uh, a rip off of E.T. and there's an infamous dancing scene where fun. everybody in McDonald's just bursts into dance for no reason. That's mm -hmm. why... I, uh, I, I I think the 1518 uh, play probably looked like... Well, something like that, yeah. I mean, I fully envisage that, absolutely. If, go and check that out. If you haven't seen that before, it's well worth a watch. Don't, I guys. think we can all agree. <laughs> it's I worth. mean, the, the bear was a bit disturbing, but we'll, we'll forgive that. Mm, yes. <laughs> anyway, so the reasons behind the dancing play. <laughs> okay, so one of the reasons that they think um, was the explanation to the dancing plague is... Um, so this was a, a theory um, uh, explained by Eugene Backman, um, was the ingestion of the ergot, uh, of ergot which is a, a poison from a, a rye, so it's like a, a damp rye that's... Um, um, it, it's, um, it's it caused the Salem witch trials. What? Did it? Mm -hmm. That's what um, caused the mass hysteria in the Salem witch trials, is uh... the, the poisoning of the rye. I thought well, that was go. everybody just being a bit zealotist. I mean, and that. Yeah. And yeah. that, but it was... And witchist. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, it was the um, poisoning of the rye that caused it to be a little bit more intense than it needed to be. Oh, uh, there you go. Was it hallucinogenic, is it? It causes symptoms like that, yeah. Yeah, well, I've actually got the symptoms here. So it causes spasm, nausea, muscle pain, slow heartbeats, convulsions, and unconsciousness, and then ultimately death. So, you know, it's, it's not a very pleasant thing no. to digest. Um... But this does not explain the longevity or the um, or the dance uh, uh, the longevity of the dancing or how many people actually, um, uh, yeah, who who sort Who's of sniffing acted through the in the same. Oh, sorry, it's me. I'm, my nose. <laughs> I'm gonna have <laughs> to cut every single one of those sniffs out. I only did one. <laughs> I only did one. Do you want me to do that paragraph again? Yeah. No, it's okay. I can okay. cut it out. Because every time you pause, Kate, you went. <laughs> Uh, so, I was, okay, so you did it at the right time then I'll do, I'll do. so yeah, a I'm more <laughs> that was a fake one <laughs> okay so the more likely cause um, of this um, dancing plague air quotes was actually mass hysteria um, also known as epidemic hysteria mass uh, psychogenic uh, illness or mass sociogenic illness uh, which means the rapid spread of illness of um, uh, spread of illness signs and symptoms, which there is no plausible organic origin. It's completely psychosomatic. Indeed, you do. Indeed, you do. But I what to say? Crazier than a coconut. 
Absolutely. The coconut crazy, is Crazier than today. eating coconut and drinking its milk with, with your with urine. urine. You piss. <clears throat> but what triggers it? So what triggered it in this instant? So there was a lot happening in the lead up to 1518. Uh, the people of Strasbourg were subjected to repeated famine. Uh, there, there was hard on taxes. There was a rise in syphilis. And also uh, a contagious sweating sickness uh, was a rife as well. Sweating sickness? Katie? Sweating sickness. I thought some people couldn't sweat. They're not secretors. Prince Andrew reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. The, the lying bastard. <laughs> Alleg- okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. I feel sorry for Pizza Express. They always <coughs> get the best. Well, I don't because they've got, got all a lot the of reviews. Adver- yeah, a good advertisement out of that. Mm-hmm. You would remember if a prince walked through your door, though. A non-sweaty prince. Yeah. Non-sweaty mm. prince. You go, look at that prince over there, he's not sweating. He's like, got the hottest thing on the menu and he's just not I'll tell you, I'll tell you what he's not. He's definitely not a sexual predator. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Give him an extra garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> what would he get, if he was a sexual predator, would he'd, he not be allowed no, garlic be, bread? He'd be asked to leave. He'd be asked to leave. Especially if he was predating inside the Pizza Express, I don't imagine. Let's not go there. Right, Stephen Curry on. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was a lot leading up to uh, the uh, 1518. Um, there was uh, sickness, syphilis, all of that beautiful business. Really? All, yes. <laughs> okay. All of that. Um, all combined to make uh, the right environment for mass hysteria. So everybody was, you know, not feeling their best. Mm. Well, it's um, the 1500s. It's pretty grim. Yeah. Indeed. Let's just, it's just the 1500s. It mm. is just the 1500s. But why dancing, though? Like, what what, what calls the dancing? Well, I guess it's a way of making yourself happy. People, I don't dance, but people seem quite happy when they dance. No? But when you're depressed of syphilis and sweat, I don't know, sweating just letting sickness. go, letting, 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 your, taxes. letting your hair down for a bit and it gives you it gives you an excuse not to toil in the fields i guess i can't i can't can't work today i'm dancing in the fields naked because that's what you do yeah wait they're naked well i'd like to think so no i wouldn't like to think so but like i I don't don't see why not it's just so depressing one person starts to chuckle but didn't it start with one lady you said it did start with one lady yeah and do you know why it's always a lady isn't it always to blame (laughs) damn women we always get into a mischief but it started because her husband told her something, wasn't it? And, then and she Charlotte, didn't accept you know, it. Yes. Yeah, basically, the husband was like, you need to do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And she was like, fuck you, bitch, I'm a dance, motherfucker. Doubt she said <laughs> it like that. started dancing like, in the middle of the Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> that is true fact. So she was being yeah. an unruly wife. Indeed. She was. and She, she was, was hysterical. Like, yeah, she was hy- hysterical. And you know what you have to do with hysterical women. Fucking dance it off. Dance it off. Or Break get dance. burnt at the stake. Or get burnt at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> or send Sean round. Yeah. Sean Connery. There's a Sean famous. Connery. Have you seen the infamous Sean Connery video? No, I haven't seen where this. Where he's, he's been interviewed in the probably 80s by some American lady. And she asks him quite a hard hitting question that in the past he was um, quoted as saying. You, you only hit women with an open palm or something along those Wait, what? And then he goes into this diatribe. Is like, <laughs> sometimes you just can't control a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was that she's a bit hysterical. <laughs> you've got to slap them. And he goes into this thing about how, how beating women is perfectly fine. Oh, wow, okay. Yes. It brings them back in line. Yeah, me yeah. and Kate are quite surprised that he hasn't actually had to do an apology yet because that shit yeah. is on YouTube. 
but it is hilarious. Right. He is he's a funny. legend. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> has, has he commented on it since? No. No, he's probably course. tried to forget about it. Yeah, from, from <laughs> I didn't mean to say 80s. that. I was drunk. <laughs> yes, I, I think he probably regrets that. Yeah, now. Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> So, but why dancing? So, we're going to go back to the the St. Vitus. So, the curse of St. Vitus. On the 15th of June, um, it's St. Vitus Day, or St. Vitus's Day. Um, And people would celebrate by dancing in front of his statue, known as the St. Vitus Dance. Um, They also believe that uh, that that any saint could not only cure, but also cause sickness. So, that's the whole... Double-edged sword. Indeed he do. They had a lot of power. Uh, so they already... So they already had that pre-ingrained idea that the um, uh, of St. Vitus cursing people uh, with a dance mania. Uh, with, this ex- uh, with this and the extreme circumstances that the people found themselves in, this would lead to the psychological stress um, that led to the uncontrollable dancing um, this led uh, uh, this with the um, the the government officials uh, misdirected attempts at trying to stop the dancing so telling them to dance even further um, essentially sort of caused the plague to spread because of the uh, diminished worship of the saints in the 17th century, dancing plays ceased to be as it depended on social and economic factors that fueled the mass hysteria. Wow. Yes. So the consensus is there is mass hysteria. Yeah. Indeed you do. But to the point where people would die, that's quite an extreme case. It is. Yeah. But then, uh, <coughs> Selling Witch Trials. Yep. Hocus pays, Pocus. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> like, yeah, but they killed, the Witch no, Trials. No, we're on about people doing it to themselves, not other yeah. people doing it to other people. Yeah. That's, that's easier to, to sort of follow, I guess. But self-flagellation. Yeah, that's not his, mass hysteria, though. To do it en masse. Is, oh, I uh, see. Yeah, uh, guys like LSD. That yeah. Would explain it, wouldn't it? Yeah. What is what are you looking up? Uh, the dancing plague theories, like LSD and stuff like that. It's but there's there's nothing disease wise that would cause people to have a dance. No, it's drug related. Not even it? night fever. Night fever, <laughs> night fever. Just just John Travolta's With gaze. Our favorite Scientologist, John Travolta. Second favorite Scientologist. Because Tom yes. Cruise is your first. But it's it seems that that's likely. Doesn't yeah. seem like, um, yeah, it'd be a virus. People yeah, were probably mass hysteria. It was a, a fifteen. Uh, I bet it was fif- primarily women, wasn't it? Affected. Mm. Oh, no, apparently it was the whole <laughs> town. It was the whole town. Apparently, it was the whole town. Yeah. So the males as well. Yeah, they just wanted to join in. Bitches pro- getting was, all the fun. It was probably quite a, a laugh. Until <laughs> people started dying. Even then. <laughs> Even then, it's known Sorry. as the St. Vitus dance now. So yeah. Oh, is there an actual dance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to know, know what, what it actually looks it. like, though. No, I'm well, not. Sort good. of like Gangnam Style, I'd imagine. Up the Gangnam Style. <laughs> Why did you have to do that? Right, that was lovely. So yeah, yes. well done, Steph. Thank you for that. So thank you to Katie for being on our show. And yeah. Katie, we at the end of each show, we always ask, could you? look up and seem like you're paying attention <laughs> I'm a woman I can multitask <sighs> right you so haven't said anything interesting yet. I have said many things that are interesting when? so we shut up 
shush. So we always end the show with some wise words. So would you like to give some wise words? Don't eat yellow snow. Oh, don't go that base. Come up with something better than that. <laughs> That's literally it. Okay. Uh, what about a virus thing? How to how to, how can you prevent getting smallpox? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> just, just, just a, 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 uh, don't a break into Port and Down and Nicobar of it because it's not really about anymore. Okay, that's far enough, Charlotte. Don't be weird by mixing your urine, urine with coconut, coconut oil, oil and drinking it because that will not help cure HIV. Yes, wise words, Steph. Um. Coconut oil is not the be all and end all. You don't. You don't. No, you Charlotte's s- already had coconut oil. Yeah, but oil. I just need to reinforce it. Oh my it. god! Leave a little dictator in the corner. <laughs> yeah. You asked us for it's our wise not, words, just, and then you like yeah, dictating what we can good say. Enough. You're all fucking this up. Apart from Charlotte, Charlotte's was good. Sorry, Steph. Well, that's the only time you've ever given me a compliment on this well, podcast. Well, that's why there was Sorry, deadly Steph. silence Steph, after it. We were all like, Steph, I apologise. I apologise, Steph. Carry on. Okay. Um. But if you could choose something else. <laughs> that would be preferable. Um, Steph, I like your bit about coconut oil, so stick with the coconut oil, babe. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Maybe. Just just because you're vegan and just because you're vegetarian does not mean that coconut oil is like a, a, the be-all and end-all of that cures and, and solves every issue. Yes. There we go, we're there done. We go. Okay. <laughs> you can use vinegar instead. And I'm going to Cider say... Vinegar. I'm going to say... Um, uh, eating anchovies makes you a better person. That is not know. good enough. Let's that's have another a, one. Come on, that's not wise words. That's uh, a debate <laughs> where you're wrong. Um, do you not like anchovies, Katie? No. We good. had this conversation good. earlier. Yes. But do you like Worcestershire sauce? Yes. yes. Okay. Contains anchovies. Right, a better one. If you no, I just don't like sucking it If on you feel a bit sad, turn that frown upside down. Oh, that's that's How is that That's basic. basic. <laughs> that is so basic. Did comment. you get that from inspirationalquotes.com? How can okay. mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? There we go. Smith. <laughs> 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 Smith. Yeah, yeah. we'll one. leave it there. We'll so thanks one. for listening, guys, and we'll see yes. you. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. No, no, no. Is that it? I wanted to listen to more horror and gore. No, let them carry on with their day. If they want to find us, they can find us on. Facebook at Crime Creeps and Coffee Podcast, Twitter at CCNC Podcast, Instagram at Crime underscore Creeps underscore and underscore Coffee underscore Podcast. If they want to listen to more, they can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Castbox, and all podcast apps. But for now, before he interrupts again, I think we should say goodbye. Bye!